0: Gosh, that made me think about you gonna catch these fiery hands? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna catch these hands? Like, you promised to take me somewhere? You won't catch these hands if you don't. Hey there, girls. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And I have a film update for everybody. Okay. Um, this is now Emily's uh, film club. Uh, welcome to our first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be discussing selling sunset today and my addiction to this show i have talked about it recently on the podcast i got hannah to watch an episode finally Mm -hmm. what what were your thoughts you watched the pilot what were your thoughts definitely
1: could be something that i watch while i'm like folding laundry or like Mm -hmm. cleaning my room like kind of like like a i don't know it gave me like hgtv vibes sort of but like plus like drama from like the bachelorette so i don't really know
0: (laughs) You don't watch many reality television shows.
1: Mm-mm. The only
0: one I watch is Dance Moms, does that count? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I so like similarly I think how Dance Moms is I've never really watched it, but I feel like with that kind of show like each care, like each person on the show takes on a character. Yes. And well, and I you, feel like there's that's drama in show. Yeah. 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 Um like it, like it focuses
1: on the dancing and then also focuses yeah. on the drama of each like kid and their parent. And I feel yeah. like that's similar. Like it focused on the like selling of the houses and the clients, but then focuses
0: on each person individually. Yeah. And then you get to season three and they just say, screw it. We forgot we sell houses on this show. Um, Except for Davina and her stupid $75 million house, which is still on the Oppenheim Group's uh, real estate page. Um, If you were curious, uh, wow. she has not sold it still hasn't sold it wow um that house is not worth 75 million dollars i'm sorry it's not so spoilers ahead for season three if you haven't watched season three ahead even though hannah hasn't watched season three either um she said i could go ahead and spoil it she doesn't care because let's be honest y'all she ain't gonna watch it don't um, be like 2022 and i'll be like hey finish finally selling selling Sunset. Sunset. <laughs> um so i just want to put out this psa really quickly um justin hartley is a bitch um we we don't stand Justin Hartley in this household. Uh, oh, he no. is awful. He dumped Chriselle via te- he divorced Chriselle via text message. I know, for and I think
1: I associate him with his character on the show that he's on, which the yeah, his character is also an asshole. The name of it is um, is Escaping us. My Mind." This yes, is us. that show makes me yes. cry every single episode. Holy cow! Yes, so okay, we don't um, like him, unfortunately. Yeah, no, he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> he well, I mean, bases- come on, if you're married to somebody and you have to divorce them via text like she ghost was completely them blindsided. or ghost them and then divorce them that's so messed up yeah
0: completely blindsided by him and like we also hate I'm, i used to be the on the uh we hate heather train still kind of am like i still think she's like one of the villains of the show but davina is scum she is at the bottom she's literally there's rock bottom and then there's davina honestly because if you watch the (laughs) show i hope you guys are on the same page as me honestly because this bitch is like over here defending justin hartley in front of cashel and she's met him like once she was like well he was nice to me at a party once i'm like that doesn't
1: speak to his character as a (laughs) whole but okay
0: she's like there's two sides to every story and she's like the same bitch is always like not to be devil's advocate but like she's the same kind of person and like that's just, okay
1: every once in a while like if not, you really like, need to make a decision but like to always be well like not to play devil's advocate but like here was so nice to me
0: yeah and it's just like mary like got into it she was just like we know like we are team chrishell like fuck him. we are team Chriselle. Chriselle is our co-worker chrishell is in our family we say fuck justin hartley we are part of the fuck justin hartley fan club mm-hmm. and i'm just like yes yes true best friend and i'm just like how dare you like how dare you be like there's signs to every thorn we don't know why i'm like the bitch was blindsided they were like how can she really be blindsided like they are married like i was like it can happen just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't happen and i love that all the women that were like supporting chris were the ones that were have been divorced
1: Mm, mm-hmm
0: have gone through divorce yeah they know so they kind of like. understand
1: like hey you know it. it's yeah, not like always mary like mary and amanza
0: yeah mary and amanza were both um there for her and i think heather was somewhat there for her but she wasn't like putting herself out there to be like she was there for her but she wasn't like risking her neck to be there for chrishell because she still wanted to appeal to christine because christine was also still like there are two sides to every story blah, 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 blah. i'm just like y'all and they were just like, well, we never hear her talk about him. I'm like, because she's married to a celebrity. She's married to somebody who is very notable right now and very, like, famous right now. Of course she can't really talk about them because, one, yeah. you're on a reality show. She can't talk about them personal life because TMZ will just eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, also, when you're married to a celebrity, like, you just can't tell everybody your, like, hidden stuff because who knows if these, like, snakes are going to go tell TMZ or anybody about it. Like, And I'm just like, y'all... You'll do anything for money. I'm like, 10 bucks. I don't want to believe that you guys are bitches. Maybe you really are bitches. But, like, if you're going to let the producers portray you that way, you will literally do anything for that coin. Mm. It's so sad. Yeah. So that's where I have been. That's the whole train I've been on is just the whole Selling Sunset one. Jason and Brett are the shortest men in the entire world I have ever seen. Uh, They are five, six, I believe. Um, Either that or these women are gigantic. Yeah. Do they wear heels, too? Yes. I mean, Christine, they're wearing, like, Christian Louboutin heels with the platforms in it, too. And I'm just like, girl, her wedding was the most extra thing in the entire world on top of that. Like, I know she was marrying this wealthy-ass man, and, like, she rich, too. But, like, she had the place snowing. <laughs> she put <laughs> fake snow inside a church. Oh, okay. She wore a black wedding dress. Okay. Um, everybody else had to wear white. And then— and who, Which one was this? Christine, okay. the one that I said like has the same aura as me. The which blonde, is another thing. Yes, the blonde. The blonde, okay, the blonde I know that exactly looks like what you're Star. talking about. Yes, the blonde that looks like Jeffree Star. Honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see like, it. <laughs> we, that was another thing too. We started talking about auras recently because girls gotta eat did a whole episode on auras, and we really would love to do an episode on it. I think we mentioned that last week a little mm-hmm. bit, but. Low key. Apparently, I'm a red and purple aura, which is similar to Christine. Yes, and then we determined I was yellow and blue. Yeah, which is the same as Mary. Mm-hmm. So, so we're besties. But like, they hate each other a little bit. I like but towards we also the end, hate each other. Apparently. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I was not informed of this information. I'm just, okay, I'm just <laughs> No, but I
1: definitely want to like. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to do an episode on it because I feel like it's something like similar to the enneagram, sim- similar to zodiac yeah. signs, where people can like relate to it however they would like. And yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting well, like,
0: to me. When I first like was listening to the epi- their episode about auras and like learning about it i was like well maybe like like hannah's not yellow because i associate your name with yellow because i have synesthesia Mm -hmm. and the name hannah to me is like a sunshine yellow i guess you would say my name though is different colors because it's my name yeah (laughs) but like no one else named emily is different colors if that makes sense like they're Mm -hmm. usually like and i guess it's affected by your your personality in a way i don't really know how synesthesia works honestly if someone could tell me that'd be great i just know that i have it um and i thought everybody else in the world did too but apparently no um so apparently not thought everybody else thought the number five was yellow but apparently not no um so two is blue, by the way, in case you were curious. Um, seven is orange, um, but seventeen, my favorite number in the whole world, is this beautiful, like coral creamsicle color. It's like a little tie dye in there too. Like it's it's a really pretty color. <laughs> it's a really pretty <laughs> color. I don't see those, colors, so I am like Forty eight's really yeah. pretty too. 48 is, like 48? this really like like the uh, pink of our text gal's guide. Okay, that's what forty eight is to me. It's a really pretty color as well, too. It's a really pretty color, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a little <laughs> <laughs> y'all. That's what's like having ADHD, honestly, in a nutshell, for real. Yeah, yeah. But we have a couple of different captivations for this week that are very similar. I wanted you to go first though, because this is a monumental for you. <laughs> This is monumental, guys. I finally got some layers in my hair.
1: Dun, dun, dun! Dun, dun, dun. Made huge gains here on the hair department. Yes. Um, yeah, I like walked in uh, and I got in uh, my hairdresser's chair. I've been seeing her since I was three years old. Um, so every time I go, I'm like, I just want to trim. And she's like, do you want to do layers? Like, layers would be so pretty in your hair. And I'm like, no, huh? Well, today I sit down in the chair and I was like, so we're going to do layers. And she was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think she had. Uh, I think she had fun. Um, she had she took some some length off because it was really dead.
0: But I think it looks really good. It Looks
1: really healthy. Yes. Um, yes. Just different.
0: Important here, ladies. It's. I know you want your long mermaid locks, but you gotta have that health. I know. Because do you want your hair to feel like a soft waterfall or like a broomstick? Um, waterfall, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. And to go with waterfall. Exactly. I mean, it's still exactly. long. It's like yeah, and you add to like you got a bob over here. Like, it's <laughs> like it's still like if I pull it all the way down, it's still like middle of my back below my bra strap. But
0: for Meanwhile, me, while she's like, oh my god, I have a lob. Like oh my, oh my god.
1: She cut all my hair off. No, I'm just kidding. She I was like, bald. is this good? I was like, yes, just take off what you need to so it'll be healthy. In my, in my mind, Meanwhile, I was like... Mm-hmm. I am bald. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have no hair. <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> your hair is like such your identifier, though, so I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. But it okay. looks good. What's That's yours? Good. Um, So mine's kind of monumental, I guess, too. I finally got a lash lift and tint. I had like... You had gotten one a couple years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't.
0: And- I couldn't decide, like, if it was worth it for me or not because I do have sensitive eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to be painful. I don't know if it's worth it. Like, it goes away after eight weeks. Like, do I really need this? And everybody was talking about lash extensions, too. And I was like, I don't want lash extensions. Like, it mm-hmm. looks so high maintenance.
1: Yeah, they no, do. I ain't
0: trying to do it with that. Um, and I don't got the money to deal with that either. That's the main thing. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> I finally got a lash lift. And for those of you that don't know, like, my lashes are kind of long. I do use a lash serum. Shout out to uh, Grande Lash. But – I have very blonde lashes because yeah, my hair is red. I do dye it red, but I was born bleach blonde hair, and the rest of my body hair is blonde. My eyebrows are almost non-existent because they are so light, and then my lashes are the same. Like it looked like I was a bald cat. Like on my eyes, <laughs> like I had nothing. It looked awful. I think bald and, like, cat vibes. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Hashtag bald cat vibes. But- <laughs> I got the tint so the tint was amazing I mean, it looks like I'm wearing mascara all the time now a little bit but I like it uh, yeah it literally looks like you have on like it looks like you have your makeup done like you're you, and you look very awake I know like she it wasn't just the lash lift like she gave me a whole ass eye lift honestly mm-hmm. it looks um, so good yeah, if you're in the North Carolina area, her name is Caitlin. She has an Instagram called Lash and Blade. You guys should go check her out. We'll leave her Instagram in the show notes. Um, but yeah, like I look wide awake. Like I got eight hours of sleep and I'm living my best life. I looked in the mirror afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, what pretty girls feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and they go out with no makeup. Oh my God. I just need like my eyebrows done now and a tan and I am set.
1: I'm oh set. my God. Well, and that I think that's why I like them so much was because like – Yes, I still put would put mascara on them, but like yeah. the days that I didn't want to, I still looked like I tried
0: a little bit. So yeah,
1: like I it was really
0: get, good for work. If I get my brows laminated, because I don't want to get micro needling or micro blading whatever it's called. Yeah, no, 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 um, that's too much. Uh, but I do want to get the brow lamination, and she has like a reddish brown tint. Mm. for my brows so i'm like they'll be a little bit darker oh my god i'll just like i have like my life together all i need is just to get an eye lift just to conceal these dark circles and we're good conceal don't feel (laughs) conceal don't feel (laughs) yes that's
1: so fun though we love a good uh what we always love a good self-care
0: we love a good beauty routine honestly yes i just can't get my face wet for a whole day and you know what like even though i don't have makeup on today i still cannot wash my face tonight wait really they didn't yeah. tell me that
1: when I got mine done. Huh. So I'm awesome. gonna have to like. Yours will probably last a,
0: longer than mine did. Then I'll use a washcloth. Too.
1: Yeah, so. just yeah, just go around the we're eye gonna, area. We're gonna
0: improvise. We're gonna do a, um. We're gonna do a little improvising tonight at the skincare counter. It's fine
1: at the skincare counter, <laughs> which is <laughs> Truly, basically, my you basically my have bathroom. Basically, happen in your bathroom. I mean, I
0: could basically <laughs> go shopping. Sometimes I do. I'm like, no, what honestly. are you not
1: using? What can I have? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Hannah just leeches off of me. I told her, I was like, can I clean out my makeup collection? And she's like,
1: okay. Okay, let fine. me know when. I'll be there. I'll look <laughs> I'll at I'll the donation bin. I'll, I'll hold the trash <laughs> bag and the donation bin
0: and I'll just take it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All my, all my friends benefit off of me decluttering. Let's be real. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to do a little housekeeping really quickly. Um, make sure you guys follow us on all our social medias. My Instagram is at emily elise that is a l e e c e and mine is at hannah nicole adams and then our podcast instagram is at the gals guide pod make sure you guys are following us over there we do a lot of instagram lives videos on our instagram stories um show off our tiktoks you know follow us on tiktok as well i am at emily dot Alex. And I'm going to go off the memory.
1: I'm going to go off memory. I think I'm Hannah N.
0: Adams. Who the fuck knows. <laughs> I don't really honestly. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, something. Something with my name. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but they'll be linked in our Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you'll be able to find us and yes. everything. And we actually love incorporating you guys like into the future episodes. So make sure you follow us on Instagram so you guys can, can take part in polls, Q&As, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave that review Text i don't know us what to else. a friend <laughs> call us i don't call know <laughs> if you have our number let us know. <laughs> i'm bored and alone <laughs> we're just we're just managing <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine you know shout us out on reddit i don't know actually you know what maybe not yeah.
1: <laughs> reddit can get kind of crazy i like yeah. reddit but I'm not sure i want to be on it well i yeah. am on it anyways Yes, you are on it. Could thanks to your boyfriend. Thanks my boyfriend. I'm on Reddit. He has not kept up with that. So it's follow fun.
0: the Hannah Nicole Adams subreddit on Reddit. <laughs> I don't even know if that's it either. I can't remember. There's too many names. There's too many names. So today's episode is something that you guys have been asking for non Uh, We occasionally like to do a little bit of deep dives on certain topics and dating and just like what's going on in pop culture right now. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people, maybe it's just my TikTok, maybe my For You page is just calling me the fuck out. I don't know. Um. But I've seen a lot about narcissists yeah, and dealing with the side effects. So, like, gaslighting, love bombing, all that kind of stuff, future faking. I've seen a lot on my For You page. Again, it probably just tailored to my experience because your girl, if you're a new listener, your girl has been through the ringer with narcissists, um, the doctor being one of them, and as somebody who has been broken up with this person for over a year, it's still haunting my life in certain ways. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that come with dating a narcissist, being involved in narcissists. You don't have to just say a narcissist. Like they could be your mom. They could be your parents, your sibling, uh, a friend, you know, a a mentor. I don't know. Many different people can be a narcissist in your life, but we are specifically like kind of focusing on dating today since we are a dating podcast. Mm -hmm. And, just how you kind of like deal with this and we're gonna also make this very lighthearted because i know some of y'all listen to this at 5 a.m while y'all only else commutes to work you <laughs> and need to laugh
1: you need to you need to get
0: it like pumped I up promise like. You, <laughs> i promise you you're not gonna walk into work being like Fuck.
1: wow <laughs>
0: my whole life <laughs> been lied to i will kind of start off by describing narcissists and mm-hmm talking about my personal experience that I've dealt with it uh which if like again if you're a new listener here you go I mean everybody else in this podcast knows what I'm talking about yeah kind of um but just a quick recap because like I said we have talked about it so much um did this dude last year he was a med student that's why he's called the doctor he was a class a narcissist and it wasn't something that i particularly realized until after the relationship ended and i went through intense therapy and i spent the whole time thinking that the breakup and everything that went wrong in the relationship was my fault and that i was the reason to blame for this relationship ending and that if i had done this x y and z that nothing would have like gone wrong and that was just completely false and it took somebody else from a third perspective to kind of to, uh, say that really like you don't think that you're dating a narcissist at the start i'll be completely honest because like he would never gave those vibes because i always used to think like Oh like it's obvious if somebody's a narcissist or like mm-hmm. it's so rare to know if somebody's a narcissist like they're like it's not a common thing you know like how like you know being a defined sociopath is not like a really that common of a thing but then i started to realize oh wait like no this is a thing that can actually happen to people mm-hmm. and and happens you know, more often than you think exactly yeah and it wasn't like Clear at first. You never know at first because they are overly sweet and trying to do like the whole love bombing thing, which we will get into and like identifying the certain particular signs that we're talking about. But um yeah, I just thought it was a normal, healthy relationship. And then, I mean, there were signs. Did I ignore them? Yes, but I didn't know what signs I was supposed to be looking for mm-hmm. um, because. I mean, prior to him, I had not really been in a relationship for a very long time. And on top of that, my previous relationships, one was also narcissistic. So, like, I I was so used to the cycle that, like, I didn't really know what to base off of because i had nothing healthy to base off of now i do right. mm-hmm. and like it's a lot better but i will say like when you don't know like it's really hard and you don't realize that you're getting sucked into this person's game and this person's trap they have so neatly laid out for you to just fall right into and It's not until you're able to finally realize what's going on and you call out their game. And then once you do, they want nothing to do with you. And you will probably be stuck wondering why. Like, what did I do? Uh, What did I do wrong? But, like, knowing why is never going to solve anything for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you just have to say the fact that this happened and move on. And it takes a long time to move on. And Yeah, with him, I mean, if you know the story of our breakup, which is the very first episode of our podcast, I highly recommend going to listening to it because I go into a lot more detail about it that I don't really want to reenact now (laughs) because I'm in a healthier place now. But I mean, with that whole situation, it was I called him out on something that he was doing or how he was mistreating me. His rebuttal back was gaslighting and uh making me feel like my feelings were insignificant and then when i said my i was like you're making me feel like my feelings are insignificant he's like because they are and they are disproportionate to what's happening right now then he shifted the blame to me because that was easier uh instead of focusing on what he was doing wrong it was easier to make it suddenly my fault um this was all happening so he had, therefore had to take no blame for it and then never apologized for anything i had to basically accept not having an apology As an apology, in a way. Um, So I could, therefore, move on. And then, after we broke up, part of me still wanted to go back to him. And I felt guilty. And, like, it was my fault, but it wasn't. And then I finally went to some therapy. And that immensely helped. I had been going to therapy prior to that situation. But we had never focused on, like, relationship qualms. We focused mainly on my anxiety and everything. Mm -hmm. And then, with that um, arising, we switched over and i found out that i technically was dealing with ptsd PTSD. if you want to get like specific complex ptsd which is when you've been exposed to something for a when you've been exposed to trauma for a long period of time instead of one singular event and i didn't realize that that was a thing and i didn't realize that i had it because i thought you know the stereotype ptsd that i you know only like war veterans or somebody who's gone through like intense abuse mm-hmm. could experience that and she's like no like that is you you this is abuse <laughs> um this is mental and emotional abuse basically and uh, it's narcissistic abuse and uh let's just she was like let's just call it what this is it's trauma and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> So this is why I've been feeling this way. (laughs) And once we were able, she was able to walk me through that. I was like, it was like seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it wasn't just me. It wasn't just all in my head. This was like backed by science in a way. Like this is what's happened. Cause and effect kind of thing. And I was able to finally come out to the other side. And that's one reason why I feel like I talk about this stuff a lot is because I feel like a lot of people are not aware of this and what it is and that just because someone's not like physically abusing you does not mean that they are not like abusing you in a way Mm -hmm. uh and i just try to be like a beacon of light for people to feel like that they can like go to me and like just vent to me. I mean, but also like I can just do something to help identify that situation for everybody else and call people out on their shit. Um, Because more people, especially narcissists need to be called out on their shit. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it, Sal. (laughs)
1: Love it. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Thanks for getting on your soapbox. We loved
0: it. Um. (laughs) But, I think let's break down basically like what we're talking about, what we're dealing with. Because I know like we say narcissist and I'm like, what is a narcissist? Like, is it just somebody who's obsessed with their looks? No. No, (laughs) it's much deeper than that. And there's a lot of terms. Like when you're looking up like narcissism, you're trying to figure out like, am I dating a narcissist? Am I dealing with a narcissist? There's a lot of like terms We're just like, what does this all mean? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of want to break that down for you guys and then um, put it into perspective of what it looks like in reality and – I can give examples about like stuff that I've gone through that how it relates to so you guys and see it like almost in action. In that yeah.
1: Way. So when you think about a narcissist, they really just want fans. They want someone who they think will make them like look or feel good. But the thing is, they end up just
0: projecting all of their own securities onto you. They think that they're worthless uh, typically. And so they will boost themselves up to overcompensate for how shitty they feel. Uh, and the minute you stop, fangirling over them and take them off this pedestal they have like nothing to feed on it's not just like on the outside i think that's what a lot of people think it's just like oh like they want people to get, gain off their looks and everything like that and like yeah like if you're attracted that's very easy to do that mm-hmm. um but it's also like emotional like they look for people who are codependent mm-hmm. um, and the minute you call them out and catch their onto their game that's when they want nothing to do with you right and
1: especially like if you start to like debate them or try to compromise with them they're always right so there is no debating and no compromising with a yeah. narcissist
0: <laughs> arguing with them is not going to be true anywhere because like you like you are wrong you could say like you could be presenting hardcore facts, but you are still wrong. Yeah. Um, they are or ultimately- you did something to like start it or whatever. Isn't it don't you take comfort in knowing that um the narcissist I dated is going to be a doctor?
1: No, not really.
0: Then that's the thing too, they put themselves in those positions. Like the other guy I dated who was also a narcissist is a cop. They put themselves in positions of power. Yeah. Like that. And well, they like to be in control, so exactly. Exactly. Uh, so take comfort in that, ladies and gents. Um, that's a clear identifier, I think, of somebody who is a narcissist is looking out for, like, what their jobs are, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, CEOs, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you try to break up with them, if you tell them that it's over, they're going to make sure that you are going to hurt more than them. In my situation, he broke up with me, but that was because... He got me to the point where I was so codependent that like I was erasing a part of myself and I felt like I needed to latch onto him in order to feel some sense of self-worth. Like that, that's how deeply rooted this guy. And um it took like literally like unwiring my brain to realize that that was not what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you try to break up with them, their ego is just going to be severely bruised. And it's going to cause him to feel like all this rage and this hatred for anyone who would technically like wrong them. So, and that is because everything is everyone else's fault, including the breakup. Even when he was breaking up with me, he tried to make it feel like it was my fault. Make
1: it about, yeah. Make it about you.
0: Yeah. Like even as he's sitting there telling me like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, don't you realize like, I'm going to have like this really big, like my boards exam in February and I need to be like, be like concentrated on that. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with me? I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. I'm dating a med student. I'm aware of this shit. Like, I am not dumb. Like, I am fully capable of understanding what you have to do. Have I ever told you to take away your time from work or your friends to focus on me? No. Like, no, like, I don't want to be your first priority. I have made that very clear. And there are many times where I tried to end things with him and give him a way out, like literally hand it to him on a silver platter. But it was no, like, I promise I'll change. But then there was no change whatsoever yeah and it was the fact that he was like oh i'm gonna break with her now because it's now it's on my terms instead of hers because i had to be in control of the situation mm-hmm. and it's just like you call them out on their bullshit you're wrong i called him a liar he was like don't call me a fucking liar i was like well you are like you withheld information from from me um ergo liar Like, and you can say like, well, no, just because someone doesn't tell you something that doesn't mean they're a liar. Um, He made me think that he was falling in love with me, but he was actually falling out of love with me. So, ergo, liar. Um, I rest my case. Just (laughs) want to put that out there. Judge Judy says guilty. (laughs) I know there's going to be some judging Judy's out there. So, like, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. But
0: (laughs) when I say, like, it was great in the beginning, it's because Mm. he was doing, like, all this love bombing. And I know this has been something that I feel like I've seen so much on TikTok. It's like a, a, what's it called? Like a word that keeps
1: popping up. A trigger word? Well, maybe. I was going to say know. like a, I don't a hot
0: know hot topic. Hot topic. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So love bombing is one of the things that narcissists will do when they are trying to court you in a mm-hmm. way. Uh, I like to say it's when you meet someone for the first time and you are immediately swept off your feet and you feel, it feels incredible. Basically, love bombing is when you meet someone for the first time and you're being swept off your feet and it feels incredible especially in the beginning of the relationship and it's like you think like oh my god like I'm going to marry him like he he's it and what I do Hannah what you I t- do you told me you told me he's the one what <laughs> do you i have to do literally our first date i texted her i was like he's it like yeah
1: he, he he's it and, and like i've never had a first date like that like it was so incredible blah 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 like all the things that you like exactly. would want
0: yeah yeah i mean my first like red flag like i said was that fact that he had a letter from homeland security um mm-hmm. that should have been my red flag alas it was not i was like ha, 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 ha. he just has a quirky sense of humor another thing he had a quirky sense of humor about was the fact that early on in our relationship he said that he was going to pavlov me uh, meaning that he was going to condition me like pavlov's fucking dog, dog? you know how like like train yeah. the dog yeah, like, you're, when, now, like you, you're now the dog. He was he, he's like you. So, for those of you who don't are not familiar with Pavlov's dogs experiment, it's basically Pavlov trained a dog. You know, when, every time he rang the bell, that means the the dog would get a treat. That's what Pavlov's. And so, like every time the dog heard the bell, he associated the bell with the treat. Mm-hmm. I am still to this day trying to figure out what the fuck he conditioned me to do. Did he say that he did it? He said he was doing it. Huh? Because I made a comment. So, like, fun fact: this dude apparently like doesn't remember faces he's face blind if that's a thing it is um,
1: <laughs> I, I can actually speak to it we learned about it in my yes year. but was he
0: we don't know oh, I, haven't I haven't seen the papers i haven't seen the papers i haven't seen the medical records on this one um but <laughs> apparently i was like oh i'll just start wearing this like perfume around you so you can like recognize me better like a genuine light-hearted compliment thing um he was like Oh you are you trying to condition me and I was like no he's just like well I've been conditioning you and I was like <gasps> <What the> heck? <laughs> heck maybe I wonder <laughs> if it was maybe like a cologne or something something I don't- no, he never really wore cologne. Hmm. I don't know. He touched my hair a lot, and okay. now I'm wondering if that was anything. Like he would often like comb his fingers through my hair. I don't know, and that's the scary part. It's just, I'm just like, what, you, did, what did, did you, you do to me? I'm like, don't know. Like what kind I, of magic mm, shit? Did you did you put? On I me? hate psychology. <laughs> I hate it. I hate
1: it. <laughs> it's it's uh, definitely uh, it's definitely interesting and trippy
0: all at the same time. So so. I don't – I still to this day have no idea what he did and if I'm still exhibiting it. Well, it it didn't work. (laughs) Let's hope and pray it didn't. Let's
1: hope and pray it didn't stick. So kind of going off what you were saying, like we all love to be like admired and like – feel like we're loved and be given affection, but that's not really what love bombing is. It's more of like when a person overwhelms you with their actions or their words or their behaviors, and then they use these as like a manipulation technique. So it doesn't always necessarily like end in a toxic relationship, but it is really important to like trust your gut and kind of determine if your partner is being genuine or or if he is actually just too good to be true, which is kind of what I feel like you kind of experienced.
0: Yeah, like I'm trying to think about like what all happened at the beginning of the relationship because I kind of like blocked a lot of it out. Yeah, I mean, he definitely made me think that like I was like the most beautiful person in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Like that, especially
1: I was... yeah, was he like constantly complimenting you? Yeah, there yeah. you
0: go. Yeah, he learned that like words of affirmation was like my love language, and he used it to kind of like boost me up but also mm-hmm. to as like my like way to punish me like he wouldn't text me for a whole week once because uh i said something that he didn't like
1: wow so yeah he so he used the fact that he knew that you loved texting and like not necessarily loved texting but like loved having those conversations mm-hmm. against you yeah by like like you said like punishing you
0: yeah. That, so and, that's that's
1: a that's an example of like how somebody can manipulate you with something that they've learned about you.
0: I mean, like the 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 standards I had for him were like on the ground, like they're <laughs> like underneath my birthday, the dirt, <laughs> like. <laughs> Honestly, like, he's at Davina's level. That's how low the bar minimum you, was.
1: You definitely saw his potential without his credentials. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ariana Grande. Quoting Ari Ari there because that girl, like, she's on it. And I we feel like that's of kind scenes. of what you did. Like, you yeah. saw this, this like, picture-perfect person in front of you who did all of these things and who came to you and, like, came back. I over-romanticized you, him a yes. lot. mm-hmm. And I over-romanticize our story a lot. Mm-hmm. and But, I mean, I think anybody in your situation would have. Yeah. I think they would have done the exact same thing. I think they would have thought that it was... Not necessarily fate, but like that's something that people like who are love bombing do, where they'll be like, "Oh, we're meant to be." Oh, and the world Mm -hmm. brought us together, or you know, those like cliche little like "you're my soulmate" kind of thing. When they
0: say those kind of things to you, like that's another example of it. We were two weeks into dating, and like I knew he was a med student, and like when you're a med student, like after you graduate from uh, med school, you do your residency, and you Mm -hmm. do it usually at a um, a teaching hospital uh, typically. And I was like, Oh, which ones were you looking at? And he was like, Denver, Baltimore, Detroit. And I was just, and he knew that I was moving to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and he was like, I mean, I can look at Cedarside and I, and I was like, yeah, like giving me hope that like, this is going to last. So that goes into like the whole future faking thing. Yeah. Like, we're going to, we're getting into that. Cause I feel like future faking kind of goes, hand goes in with hand. love bombing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. all work so closely knit together. Yeah. Um, definitely but i mean like he would snapchat me and i know now to never ever snapchat a boy ever again i i only have snapchat to talk to you and i use it when i'm talking when i'm walking by myself late at night <laughs> yep and that's the only time that we really use snapchat so. <laughs> and to take selfies with their filters that is it yep and no other reason will i ever use snapchat if a boy tries to add me on snapchat we delete it, block it that's it no, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like he would like Snapchat me every day, which just sounds so gross saying it
1: out loud. You sound like a Gen Z. <sighs> I'm just I'm just playing with you guys, not hitting on with Gen you Z's. Gen because I, I love you guys, I love y'all. like literally love I you guys, y'all. <laughs> but y'all are like the Snapchat like generation. I yeah. think
0: I don't yeah. think we are. No, I think it's them. We've had our time with We've it. We've had we're our time with it. We're, done.
1: we're on the Instagram stories, and and that's about all we can
0: manage. That and, and now, we're on, now we're now we're on TikTok. <laughs> yeah um, so but he would text me every day and he would text me like novels I remember when you first saw the text messages from him like they were like they were like paragraphed out like he and had in like, the like, had... format were excited <laughs> like he had
1: a beginning middle and end like <laughs> questions throughout there was a at hypothesis least, there was at, at a least thesis. four sentences in each paragraph like we were in graduate school reading these text messages he used
0: a semicolon Anna
1: he used a semicolon <laughs> and an m dash and I was like oh my grammar heart just loves you oh my gosh well yeah and but even you were kind of like you kind of romanticized his text too and because he took so much time to like effort yeah there was so much effort placed into it and i don't think that you had had that before in previous
0: no relationships relationships, kind of text and (laughs) like or like
1: like, like, or like
0: why what is it w-y-d what you doing doing? (laughs) what you doing yeah but, like, <laughs> I had also remembered, like, on my birthday that, like, he got me a birthday present. Mm-hmm. And he got me a poster of uh, Roman Holiday. And it was this really cute poster. It and is. I was like, oh, my God, you remember? <laughs> like, you actually listened. Yeah. And I was like, Emily, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, it's so bare minimum. He he made me a... Like, whenever, like, we started, like, after we had, like, our first fight and then, like, we, like back on to like dating when he was like apparently falling out of love with me and trying to romanticize me he filled a hot tub up with Bubbles and rose petals, and put candles all around it, and had like wine, and like was playing like some like smooth jazz music, and I was like, "This is the most romantic thing anybody's ever done for me." Honestly, though, I could do it myself and make it ten times more romantic. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have some like oils, some eucalyptus. I have some essential oils. Got I mean, got <laughs> I'd have a full ass rotisserie <laughs> chicken sitting off to the side for me to I'd eat. I have my
1: rotisserie chicken, mac and cheese, and bread, and I'd be yes. set. Yes, <laughs> but um, like it goes, it speaks back to the thing like he's doing like so with love bombing like things to look out for are like when people are like constantly complimenting you and constantly giving you um, like gifts or like really doing those sort of things where they're like over romanticizing or they're always texting you always calling
0: you or they're there's a lot of pressure you, to rush into things there's, there's a there's lot commitment. of pressure
1: hmm
0: they you want your like undivided so attention fast. do yeah. what it just feels like it's all happening so quickly yes it is,
1: yeah. And in a sense, it is because they're trying to they're trying to get you like they're trying yes, to snag before you. Before you can
0: realize what's happening, what's mm-hmm, going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you establish boundaries, that's when they get a little butt hurt and upset. Because, yeah, I because they want them. your undivided attention at all times. Like, yeah, they're needy. And this is my thing, too. When you set boundaries with narcissists, you have to stick to them. You cannot back out on them. You cannot. Don't do what I did. Like, don't do what I did. Um, yeah. because I had told him, I was like, if you don't want to label on this, then I'm out, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking, I don't do that. Like I'm 26 years old. Like I'm not playing this game mm-hmm. and 25 at the time, but yeah, like I'm not fucking playing this game. And he was just like, that's fair. But like, I mean, who would I be? Like, we're only like a couple months in, like, I can't guarantee that this is going to end in a relationship, but I mean, we're still just figuring each other out and everything. I'm like, bitch, I know. Like, what your mom, I know, I know all your trauma. I, you've met my best friends. Like, like I've we, met your best friends. At this like, point, like, we should be dating. Yes. Like, right? Like Like, and that's the thing. They start gaslighting you and, like, thinking that, like, you are crazy for wanting basic human rights and, like, <laughs> decency treatment. And it's just, like. Wait, like, but we've done all of this, like we've hit all the check marks. Like, I'm not like, asking for What more for a lot. is there to do? Like, like he would just make me like gaslight me to think that I was asking for more than what I was asking for. Because he was just like, if we like our boyfriend and girlfriend, like I just don't know if I can give you like what you're asking for. And I'm like, motherfucker, I see you two to three times a week. I spend the night. We go on dates weekly. We text every day. What more do you want? Like, there's nothing more that I want. So I don't yeah. understand what you think I'm asking for. I literally just would like for you to call me your girlfriend, for you to introduce me as your girlfriend, for you to not see any other girl, and for your relationship's status on Facebook to say, in a relationship with Emily Elise Burton. That's literally all I'm asking for. I don't feel like that's a lot, but he made me think that I was asking for the freaking world. Yeah. And I'm just like it makes you question like i gaslighting i feel like is such a term that's like overused nowadays where it's just like that's gaslighting that's gaslighting that's toxic so it's gaslighting but it truly makes you think that you were you were asking for the minimum but you they make you think that you're asking for everything in the world and it's just making you question your own reality and i think that a way for you to be able to identify like if you're like being gaslit like here's some like clear clear cut signs. So for example, like their actions really match their words. He was acting like my boyfriend, he would never call me like his girlfriend though mm-hmm. and said that he had a fear of commitment and um but yet could go to med school uh could sign a three-year lease could get tattoos um so again don't really know how you have a fear of commitment when you do all three of those i'm just saying uh they make wild accusations for you to defend against yourself so like they're saying that you're doing all this and you have to therefore like fight against and defend yourself and it's just like no like why are you speaking for me in this way like yeah I'm, i'm not doing this this and this that's what you are perceiving and that's not what's reality and you have to like really focus on like grounding yourself and like focusing on reality and it helps to have friends who are witnessing this along with you to help ground you on that reality they will often make degrading comments that are followed by compliments i don't have a clear-cut example of this but um i do remember him telling me after i told him what i had been through with other guys him telling me um you're not unlovable and then a week later telling me i'm crazy um and that uh yeah
1: so that goes a little bit um
0: (laughs) so a little uh, bit uh opposite but okay yeah you know it's fine that's that yeah so you know there's that Uh, (laughs) you know fun times we just love it (laughs) they use others to make you feel bad about yourself i mean he would often compare me to his previous relationships and i'm like honey boy Child, I should. I mean, I should have known. This boy called his ex girlfriend crazy, and I'm just like, "What did you do to make her crazy?" I now see it. Can mm-hmm. I be her best friend and confide in her because I want to make sure she's doing well? They constantly lie and deny your version of reality. I mean, when we got in a fight, I was calling him out on his behavior towards me. I was. He was. You know, being absent on my birthday and yeah, I mean I, I like, could tell. I I mean I met him that
1: was the second time meeting him and it was like a completely different person sitting in front exactly. of me. Exactly.
0: And he wanted to leave my birthday early and I like just got upset and as one teared would. Up, <laughs> teared up a little bit. He acted like I was, like, crying, like, the like the fucking waterfalls. I teared up, like, a little bit. If it and had it been me, I would have been crying
1: waterfalls. So you did yeah. a good job handling that. <laughs> also, fun fact, I learned that if you hold your tongue up to the roof of your mouth, it will keep you from crying in case you ever need to use that. I do Anyways, that all the time. I digress. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he... Then proceeded to say, why are you crying? Why are you overreacting? Um, you act like, you're, I'm entitled to stay here with you on your birthday or that you're entitled to go home with me. Um, and I said, homeboy, I was going to go the fuck home after this anyways because you have been a piece of shit. Um, and I was just like, how dare you, like, excuse you. And then apparently it went from how you are treating me and making me feel like I am unimportant when it's my fucking birthday to... Now, this is all my fault because he told me up front that, you know, he was a free spirit and that, you know, he didn't like feeling like controlled and like, you know, compressed and like hunkered down because he had a fear of commitment. We talked about this and I was like... How is this now my fault? And I sat there and was just like, I don't know why I'm acting this way. And I was just, it went from me, like, understanding why completely I was hurt to me being like, I don't know why I'm acting this way. I wish I would just stop crying. I wish I would just shut the fuck up. Like, that's the mind fuck that he put on me in that moment i know your boyfriend did not want you intervening but like i really wish you had at that
1: point i know i was like let me at him and he was like let them figure it out and i was like i know but this is just this she's is crying. not cool I was like she's crying i was like emily does not cry i mean she does but like not in public not like this no it takes a lot to make you cry
0: yeah. But yeah, he was consistently consistently dismissing my feelings, telling me that I was wrong, that like I should know better and I'm like motherfucker. Yeah, it like- went
1: from you calling him out on why he upset you to him turning around the turning the whole thing around on you. Yeah, in like 2. Can- 2.5 seconds. He couldn't yeah. handle the fact that he like he, he did would not
0: take the blame in that moment. And like and that's the thing too, before this, when we had had conversations, when I had said that I had a fear of vulnerability and intimacy and everything like that, because I fear getting too close, I don't like crying in front of people, he would tell me all the time, it's okay to cry.
1: And then you do it and it's a big deal. Why are you crying? And it's Stop in crying. The world.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So and-, and all these things can lead to you just feeling confused and second guessing yourself and your memories and it's hard for you to make decisions. And you try to earn back that like loving side of that person and like, you're just like wondering like, what you can do to like stop everything and like control the situation again and you know you begin to feel like just insecure and sometimes you'll end up just staying silent in order to avoid a reaction from them and you're the one that you feel like you're the narcissist in this scenario but i promise you a narcissist never worries that they're a narcissist point blank they never question they never even have a shred of doubt like they will never even acknowledge that they have narcissism like yeah. it just doesn't cross their mind. They think they're perfect. They can do so, no like, wrong. So like if you're worried, if you're worrying that you're the narcissist, you're not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's definitely hard to identify gaslighting and when you're experiencing it. And so I think it's important to like identify red flags. And like, if you feel like you're being overly sensitive, or if you feel like you're the crazy one, or you're consistently apologizing even though you did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. that's you're probably there's something in there's someone in your life that might be gaslighting you. And I think those are signs to look out for because there's so many times that I felt like I'm like maybe I'm just asking for too much, maybe I'm just being like too like overbearing, I'm too needy, and I was literally asking for basic human decency. Yeah, from a guy I was dating. Yeah, and,
1: and you were expecting the bare minimum, and you barely got it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but I was talking to my lash girl this morning and she was doing my lashes that we were doing this episode and I told her how like, you know, there were a lot of times when I would like be dating him and I would feel the need to like just apologize just because if I took, I just, it felt easy to take the blame for it because then we would just squash the topic and move on. But there was nothing I did wrong <laughs> and like I was just trying to get some semblance of control back into the relationship by doing that i was like you know i remember after we had that fight like before he broke up with me like after we had that fight where i was crying like i apologized i was like maybe i was overreacting and i wasn't like homeboy literally said my reaction was disproportionate to the events that were at hand and i said stop trying to fucking diagnose me i'm not your patient yeah like, he definitely overstepped a line by telling you that you what you were feeling was invalid and i was i told him like that when he's breaking up to me he, and i was just like you're invalidating my feelings he's like cuz they are invalid and i'm like you don't get to choose how i feel and react to things sorry no that's like, not how it works you don't get to choose whether, you don't get to choose whether or not if you hurt a person yeah you did and you're going to sit here and like look me dead in the eye and say that you don't care cool it was so like just mind-boggling to like sit there in front of person that you feel like you like have falling in love with and that you thought that you were going to be with and for them to like literally look you in the eye and just have like a blank stare they don't care like you're here crying and they just do not care it was utterly like just devastating and i just couldn't wrap my head around it I just, I just didn't understand after that fight i had no idea who the hell he was anymore yeah and it was and he tried to say like i like if that had never happened, like, we would have probably kept working out. No. And I was like, yeah. So, if I never called you out on your behavior, we, you would have kept gaslighting me and kept manipulating me is what you're saying. It would have happened and- in another scenario down the yeah. line.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it, it would have been exactly, way worse. Yeah, it probably would have been 10 times worse than it was. So, it's probably a good thing that it happened when it did and you were able to get out when you did.
0: Yeah. So. Because, I mean, he, he said, like, he was just like, you know, the way you reacted, like, it just showed your true colors and everything like that. I'm like, the fact that I cried that um because you hurt me, that showed my true colors. I showed emotion that you didn't like. That was my true colors. Bitch, you gaslighted me. <laughs> like, that was your true colors. You showed that you were a fucking narcissist and I called you out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but... Another key term um, that I kind of want to bring up is future faking, and I used to think that this was a good thing. Um, Turns out TikTok told me this is bad. Uh, It's a good thing when they they
1: are actually being legitimate, like planning a vacation, and then you actually start to make the plan, and you pay the deposit, and you go, like that's a good kind of future planning, but future faking is some bullshit. What's that like? What's that like? I don't It's, have... it's wonderful, and I hope you all experience it one day. Thank you. <laughs> but Hannah, why don't you why don't you want me through this real quick? So, future faking is terrible because it's when like a person will make like promises or plans for your future just to kind of get what they want in the present. So, I think there's like a really broad range of future faking. I mm-hmm. think it could start from like simple things like they miss a call and they're like, oh, I'll call you later or text you later. And then they never call or text you. And you're like, okay, cool. What, what I do to deserve that? Um, it could be something like making plans to like meet family and friends and then like kind of never like following through with that. Mm-hmm. A big one is like, um saying like oh we'll we'll go to we should go to the beach or we should go to LA one day or oh you love music like we should go to Nashville like making plans for like future vacations but like never actually making the plans like just saying
0: it like he was supposed to he told me he was gonna take me to the zoo for my birthday (laughs) Uh, and then like he canceled at my birthday and Mm -hmm. I was like I don't think you actually had the plan to take me to the no, zoo. No, no. I
1: don't think like, you actually cared that I wanted to say giraffes. Right. It's whenever you're like, maybe you're like talking about something and they want you to do X, Y, and Z right then. And it's like going to uh, Los Angeles for your medical residence. Yeah. So they just <laughs> say it to kind of shut you up and get you to mm-hmm. still like pay attention to whatever they want in the moment. I think that you actually have a chance at making yeah, it that you're like, and that okay. they're finally going to
0: commit to you. Yeah.
1: Like, okay. He like would go to school where I'm going to move. Like, that's a big deal deal like we he must really like me like and I yeah. feel like that's like a big thing about future faking is like they might even like talk about like marriage or like mm. oh I want to marry you one day or like oh I can't wait to have a family with you and then like but their actions don't like follow their, or their actions are not similar or they're just saying that so that you'll you know Stay with him. Like they can string Basically. you along. It's like trying to I think the or whole like purpose like,
0: go ahead. When like they say like they can't commit to you. Um yeah. and then um they say like, well I can't commit to you now, but maybe down the line. Like yeah, like they give you that more. false
1: sense of hope. And I hope. think the whole purpose of future faking is to keep you attached to the manipulator while they kind of just string you along until they can decide what they actually want. You're just kind of there to like Um, appease them in the moment until they can kind of figure out what they actually want for their life. Um, and I think that they do this a lot because narcissists are really good at lying and pretending without having any substance behind it. And then it just becomes a habit and it's just like a cycle that you get in with them
0: yeah yeah so i think that like things to pay close attention to like when they're like saying these things is like asking questions Mm
1: -hmm. about
0: the legitimacy of this like what like going into details because yeah here's the thing like if it's the truth um they have no problem recounting details yeah Um, but if it's a lie they're gonna have trouble with that yep um and not to accept excuses especially lots of them um Mm -hmm. and I remember one time we got in a fight over this and I was just like, you know, I feel like I can't get upset with you because your excuses are always like school and, you know, work. And I'm just like, yeah, like you're going to med school. It's a lot of fucking work. I get that. But I... like you want to yeah, yeah. come off as yeah, yeah.
1: You want to come off as like not empathetic thought. or sympathetic to what they're actually going through, and like we've both been in higher education, so we understand like the demand that it is. So it's kind of hard when they consistently blame it on that. At what point are you like, okay, well, like you're always blaming it on school. Like, like then why are you dating me? Like, are you Why are you dating, you dating me? Yeah, if you can't, if you can't give me a little bit of your time then like what what are you doing like yeah don't string me along um, and
0: observing like whether or not they're actually working towards like their plans or mm-hmm. like whatever yeah um because there were so many times where we we're just like oh we're gonna do this, this and this yeah and it never fucking happened i mean there's other guys that i've dated and i rebounded with that like the rebound mm-hmm. of from the doctor he was yes. like oh yeah like he's like oh you I, I love modeling you love photography like let's go take photos one day like, yeah, let's do it. To take photos. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like, let's fucking do it. Like, you want to go tomorrow? Like, I'm down. Like,
1: let's go. Like, I'm down. Yeah. No. It's just like one of those things they just say to keep you interested and keep yeah. you hopeful that, that there's going to, and like keep you coming back to them.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, if I hear another boy talk about the future with me before he <laughs> said he wants to be my boyfriend, I'm going to start throwing hands. Yeah, and I'm gonna say back those the fuck up, Buster. Oh my gosh, that made me think about you. Gonna catch these fiery hands. <laughs> you gonna catch these hands? Like you promised to take me somewhere. You won't catch these hands? If you don't,
1: yeah, I'm gonna War start implementing. Advice. We're gonna start implementing that into our lives. You gonna catch these fiery I'm hands? Start, <laughs> I'm gonna start implementing violence. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start using that on my boyfriend. He can't tell me. You gonna catch these fiery hands? <laughs> You can't cancel these we going to go and catch these Aries hands. <laughs> oh, dude, Jesus Christ. Anyways. But,
0: but like, yeah. once you start to analyze, like, what they're actually saying and doing, you'll be able to tell if they're genuine or not or they're just future faking. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I have definitely been, like, the one, I feel like, now to, like, call that out. And I'm just like, mm, okay, sure, Jan. <laughs> sure, like,
1: I'll believe okay. it when I see it. And that's kind of how yeah. I've been. That's kind of how I've been my whole life is, like... I I like to believe in the fairy tale and I like to believe in the what ifs and I like to believe in these like plans that are just spontaneously made, but like I'll believe it when I see it. If you tell me we're gonna do something, I'll believe it when I see it. Like yeah. I I like to romanticize my life and I like to romanticize things, but people are people are flaky sometimes. So like yeah. for me it's like if you show up then I'm like, Okay, like I trust you. Like you're you're a good one. You're you're a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like and I'm and I'm also the kind of person I like to follow through and I, I feel, feel guilty bad. when I don't like, follow through I feel through. so
1: bad when I cancel plans yeah trust me you know that's my number one pet peeve I know and then when <laughs> I like have to cancel on Emily I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god she's gonna kill me <laughs> Cause she's already ready she's got her eyebrows on
0: like she's ready to go <laughs> Thing it's like, bitch. I put on wing liner, bitch. I got for this ready shit. for
1: your ass, and you don't want to go downtown with me to get drinks. How dare you? Yeah, it's always That's like fine. the, the fine. nights
0: out. It's know. always the nights out. Like it was during the day. I'm like, usually I'm like, okay, like I'm not even ready yet. But if I know we're going out, and you are like, there's like always a 99 chance whenever like we I go out, my friends like to bars, and I invite Hannah. I'm like, there is a 50 percent chance she ain't gonna come. There's a 50. I'll believe there's,
1: it. There's when you see it. Yeah, there's a always a 50 percent <laughs> chance when it's a uh, when it has to do with going to the
0: downtown because it's just such a process (laughs) i believe it when she showed up to my house for the pregame that is when i believe it i'm here bitch (laughs) or she says i'm like i will not believe it until i get the i'm on my way text until i get that text there's a chance i'm like "Mm
1: -hmm. i'm just not really feeling it tonight guys that's always me when it's going out i'm like oh you're not pregaming until 10 30 oh that's my (laughs) bedtime (laughs) And so i always just prepare my like, hannah's not gonna come so hannah's, don't hannah's be me don't be me if you make plans follow through especially if your friends are counting on you to go out and have a good time and for bad hannah to come so. yes because she's a delight she's, she's the the entertaining
0: um she's a fun so, time or just prepare for Hannah. just never to show up or and just, just be, be like, like or just don't invite me <laughs> But then it just overcom- out. <laughs> I would just always overcompensate with the amount of friends I invite because yeah, I'm there's like, there's a chance that Hannah won't come, so I need to invite somebody else It's like the backup. I never reveal who the backup is because I like everybody to feel important, but just know there's always a backup for there's Hannah. There's always somebody just
1: in case. <laughs> it makes me sound like such a horrible person. <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't not followed through. I don't know if that's right, grammar, because we haven't had to go
0: downtown. <laughs> Yeah, if it's anywhere else, she's like, like, I'm sure I'll be there. I'm game. I'll be there twenty minutes
1: early. (laughs) Wait for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But one last, like, kind of like note I want to make about like narcissism is pity play. Okay, so I haven't heard of this one, so I'm very intrigued. So this is one that he was a champ at. Man, like this is one that I am on the lookout for. This is why I say I don't date guys who have mommy issues. Okay. Um, if you don't have a really good relationship with your mother, I don't want nothing to do with you. Which is probably why I still have him hung up on the actor sometimes because he has a great relationship with his both of his parents. Yeah. Um well, we both have great relationship with our exactly. parents. So
1: it's hard to imagine anything else.
0: But the minute you look, you, ha- you say um oh my mom like abandoned me or like me and my mom aren't close Bye. Bye. I'm not dealing with this. Goodbye. Mm -mm. Goodbye. Because you were looking for me to be your savior. No. Uh, So pity play is when you find yourself often pitying someone who constantly hurts you or other people and who actively campaign for your sympathy. Mm. Um, This started when I will never forget i was i can recall the night it was a friday night it was probably 2 a.m i am laying in his bed he is playing boston by augustana on guitar for me oh and gosh. singing very poorly um but i'm just like yes king <laughs> yes um, <It> Snaps. <laughs> Get it. Think of Boston. <laughs> Just completely flat. I'm like, yes. Oh, my You're God. Like, my like, You're so hot. <laughs> You're the next Harry Styles. Keep going. <laughs> um, And afterwards, he puts the guitar down to the side. He's like, you know, a lot of... um. A lot of med students end up committing suicide halfway through their med <laughs> the residency.
1: That's okay. opening line. Okay, we went from zero to 100 in like 2.5 seconds, so that's fabulous. I would have been like, no, I'm, just- I'm sorry, what did you just say? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Hi, it's like, 2 a.m., but all what? right, let's go. I'm up now. Here we go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Okay, guess we're not sleeping tonight. All right, let me go get – what do you want? Ice cream? Ben and Jerry's? Do we need to get, like, late night snack? Like, what what do you need? Because this is going to be a long conversation. All right, I'm ready. I
0: think I'm ready. (laughs) And so he tells me his entire depression story, which, like, I have dated – Every guy I've dated has depression (laughs) and like, I just attract it and there's nothing wrong with that. I have struggled with it myself. I have anxiety, ADHD. I understand dating is my mental illness. I'm not hating on that, but he used it as like a weapon. Uh huh. Yes. He did. Um, he was like, so this is my depression story. Ever since I was born, I've struggled with the dark sadness of depression. I'm like, I'm trying to go <laughs> to sleep
1: <this laughs> at 2 o'clock in the
0: morning. Like,
1: like I said, me? okay, we're up
0: now. Like, like just sat, I should should just set up and be like, okay, here we fucking go. All right. All right. <laughs> Let me get my therapy notes because here we go because you're going to treat me like your fucking therapist now. That's yep. exactly what it is because he doesn't go to therapy. And he told me about, you know, his... F- father being super abusive to him, which he I mean, if this is all true. I'm taking this all as truth. Yeah. Um he told me story terrible. his father being like yeah. super abusive and like dying and then like his stepdad not being a great dude but they're still close and his mom being a bitch basically. Um even though the homegirl got access to free Botox and like a low key, that was the only reason I really wanted to meet that woman. Um and uh then his sister being a bitch too and trying to drive a wedge between him and his mom and like he like you know, confronting his mom about depression. And she was just like, here's Lexapro in like said deuces. Uh, and that was like her version of like taking care of him. Um, and so he just told me like all this stuff and I was just like, Oh my God, this is a lot. And I am over here. Like I have a fear of vulnerability and intimacy. Hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I'm a great listener, but this is, uh, this is a lot to take on i think it would have been
1: better if he had maybe done like one like dabbled in a
0: little bit of that conversation but he just dove right on into the deep end he just dumped everything on me yeah and then therefore i'm like "Mm, you know that i now feel like i have to fix you uh (laughs) which i mean is my own that is my own qualm to deal with that is my own thing that i have overcame and like gotten better with and everything like that. I no longer feel like I'm Bob the Builder and I <laughs> can not have to fix the Builder. Can, can I fix, fix you? No, I can't. Can. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know, I appreciate you opening up to me like that. I'm feeling that like you can talk to me in that way. And I encourage you to like, you know, continue to talk to me this way. Um but just know that I can't do the same for you right now. I I'm in therapy. I don't want you to worry about me, but I do have a fear of vulnerability and intimacy. And apparently that translated to, oh, she has a fear of commitment too. Heck yeah. No, buddy. I still like security. That's the only way you're going to get my ass to open up. (laughs) It's the exact opposite. Like, I need to know that you are not going to leave me before I unpack all of my shit. There go... Are we building a life together, or am I building up a, ty- a ton of brick walls? Yeah, like I need to know what I need to know what construction I am doing. Am I am I building life, or am I building walls? Which one am I building? Because I will build something. I'm Bob the Builder, <laughs> <laughs> like we said. We're Bob the Builder, <laughs> and. So he would just dump all this on me, and that was the way—that was why he was the way he was. And, like, he just has depression. It was so bad, and, like, you know, meds didn't work out for him. So, you know, psilocybin, a.k.a. shrooms, was, like, the way to fucking go, man. (laughs) Like— Like, oh my god, I could go... This is why I will never reveal his identity to a lot of people because there's a lot of drug use and stuff like that. And I was just like, you are dumping everything on me right now. And I now feel like it's my burden to carry and to help you with this. And so... My point is, like, with pity play, like, when they're trying to reel you in, a narcissist person is really likely to mention how badly they've been treated in the past, and they may refer to past abuse in their life or bad previous relationship. That isn't to say what they're saying isn't true, but it's wise to be wary because they are searching and preying on your empathy and mm-hmm. your sympathy. And I, this is so interesting to think about because after I did research on this, I was just like, Wow. I really am not a narcissistic person. I may joke that I am because I'm a Leo, but I really am not because when it comes to me dating people – and we get to those moments where we open up about that kind of stuff. Like, I I want to tell them. Like, but even before we had that talk, like, with the actor and everything, he he wanted to know what my previous relationship was like. And, like, I had been wanting to tell him. I had been wanting to tell him what happened. So, like, he knew why I was the way I am and just stuff like that. And I just wanted to confide in him. But also the voice in the back of my head is just like, he doesn't care. He, like, don't mm-hmm. tell him. Like, he doesn't yeah. care. Like, you don't need to unload all of that onto him. And that's just... the I really am not a narcissist if that's the way I'm thinking. Like, just because I wouldn't just, like, it's been my own burden to carry. I don't want you to feel like you now have to carry this burden. Right, yeah. In a way. And luckily, he's somebody who was very receptive of that and is the same exact way. And so it was very easy for me to talk to him about that because it felt like it was on my terms. And it was the same with him. And didn't feel that way with this dude. Yeah. It felt like I was... Having to unload when I didn't want to, and you there were moments where he would get me in a very vulnerable state, like in middle of the night, always. <laughs> and you should just pretend I, you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know me though. I'm I a know night owl. you're a night owl, so
1: and I can like, easily
0: do that. <laughs> we'd be having these heart to hearts and everything like that, and then all of a sudden I'm crying like opening up and like revealing all these wounds that I'm not prepared to walk through. I'm not prepared to go through these things because I haven't walked through these with anybody else in a healthy way. So I'm about to unload all this stuff on you and you're going to now use it against me yeah in a way because i remember i had told him how bad like the first guy i dated was and how like narcissistic uh how narcissistic he was and i remember when i was he was breaking up for me i was like you're just as bad as all the other dude he's like i'm just as bad as that dude i'm like oh no buddy you're worse (laughs) and like he couldn't believe a his head around that i would have the audacity to say that about him and i'm just like no yeah like you're way worse than that dude um so, I mean, a narcissist knows that you're empathetic and they know revealing personal information to you will probably make you feel like you're bonding with them and that you're getting close and that you're getting the intimacy that a mm-hmm. relationship entails. Um, In reality, they're usually just trying to create the illusion of closeness that will they will ultimately use against you. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's not your fault that, like, right. you feel... I mean anybody who's been told like if somebody if like I had told you that like my mother like you know treated me like shit and that my dad like abused me and then like said peace out and died and then like my stepdad wasn't that great either my sister was like this tyrannical awful person like you'd be like holy shit oh my god I'm so sorry that this has been your life no wonder you're so sad all the time but it's just like it's like yeah like I know what game you're playing I know and so I don't want to say like Don't question if somebody's, like, doing all this and everything like that because I would hope that, like, only, like, they're only telling you this because they feel like they can trust you and you are getting that intimacy and that closeness with them. But if it's, like, so soon into dating, that's when I am weary of it because this, I feel like, was only, like, the third date, third or second date that he told me all this, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so
1: that's a lot. I mean, it was, a,
0: it was a within the first two months of dating. Yeah. I mean, I don't Douglas. know how everybody else dates, but with me, I
1: take things pretty slow for the most part. So I couldn't <laughs> imagine being like, here's all my problems on date number yeah, three. And that's why I said
0: like, it felt like it was lightning speed. Like it all
1: felt super well, fast. And that's time. what we talked about earlier was like, they're pushing you to like go quickly through things, move quickly yeah. through things so that you're, oh, you yeah. feel that connection and that bond and then you'll like
0: stay. It's just like no. You can tell me on your own time, but also I'll suddenly make you feel like a bitch if you don't. You know. So, and I think like ways to think about like where do you go from here? We're not clinic uh, psychologists, so Heck like no. Please take, not everything take everything with a
1: grain of salt. This is please all do your based on research based on our experiences. Mainly based Emily's. My, my <laughs> experience mainly. I'm just here for the support and the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> The occasion she's, the occasional information that I decide to share she's with you the occasional all. Co- comedic relief I the occasion I'm just the one I'm just here, you know <laughs> I'm just here. It's fine.
0: I'm here for a good for this, time and for a long this episode time.
1: for this episode mainly for this yeah, episode yeah this this episode i uh, yes, yes, yes
0: you were you were a witness to all of this, though I
1: was a witness to the narcissist,
0: so like it was good. and I think that definitely like having a friend on the outside somebody who's empathetic especially if they can witness any of this it's good to have because uh they can ground you on your reality and make you assure yourself that you're not delusional you're not crazy no.
1: like i said the two different instances night and day yeah that i that i that i saw this person in person night and day
0: yeah so technically three times because you were there the other night we met
1: yes three times so
0: truly yes. night and day yes And so Mm -hmm. it's good to have those kind of friends around, um, to just ensure that, you know, you're not delusional and you may not want to listen to them if they're calling you out and saying like, Hey, this person's awful. And you're just like, right. Not, you're not ready to accept that they are an awful person. They are a narcissist. Um, but I assure you, they're only telling you because they love you and they hate saying you like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just need well, to and like well,
1: and and also like as an outsider, you see things a lot differently than like the person exactly. who's involved. The person who's involved roles, is swept up in and this. They have rose colored glasses
0: on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So when you're wearing rose colored glasses, you don't see the flags. They you don't see red flags. They just look like flags to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always nice to have. And like also, I kind of think about like what does this person have to gain from telling you the truth like that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think the first step is knowing you deserve better that it may may be hard to believe, but you do and you have to be willing to accept better. And that starts with treating yourself better by establishing boundaries and boundaries are not meant to offend other people. They are meant to protect you and there's nothing wrong with doing that. And if the narcissist hates that, they buy like, I'm sorry, buy like I don't have time no, I know I deserve better. I mean, at this point, you know, the relationship wasn't healthy. You're aware they mistreated you, but you still can't shake your memories of how you felt in the beginning and the good times you had. It's hard because you're only thinking about the good times. It's important to also think about the bad times. That is a quote from my therapist directly. Um, every time you think of a good time, pair it with a bad time. Yeah, I don't. it will help you move through it.
1: Definitely. No, because you
0: can over romanticize that person. Oh, 100%. Continuously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, with that, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, just do it. Just do it. It's going to cost you money. I'm aware. Um, Betterhelp.com has not a sponsor, but they have financial aid to help you. This is not something you can deal with on your own. It, I, I thought I was strong and I could. I would not be where I'm at. And I would not have gotten through it so quickly um, and identified how I am self sabotaging myself through my healing process by dating other people to distract myself from the grief that I did not want to face in that relationship. Um, I would not have known any of that unless I'd gone to therapy. So that's what I did. I ended that relationship and then um, I started dating other people very quickly because I wanted to postpone the grief. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what you're doing. You're like when you go through a breakup, like you're grieving a relationship you were basically i do like this person is dead yeah you're grieving and like a loss of a person you are going to go through that pain regardless it's just the longer you keep it off the worse it's going to be so i'm mm-hmm. so thankful to my therapist who was able to help me and walk me through all of that and if you can't afford therapists even after all the financial like aid um just find a friend who is willing to listen and someone who is sensible and empathetic and can help you and walk you through all of it Um and do some research about this on your own. And there's a ton of like therapists like on TikTok who have talked about this kind of stuff. It helps a lot. It really does. I promise you. Um, you will be able to kind of just move on faster. I think. Um, once you are able to know what happens, what was the trigger of it, what you can do in the future, just not put up with it any longer. Because um, if I hadn't known like what this was and that this is what I was going through, um, I wouldn't be able to take that knowledge into the future with my relationships in a way. I also would have normalized blaming myself because that's what you're going to do. You're going to think that you had done things. If you had done things differently, then maybe they would have never acted this way and you'd still be together. If That's not the case. Um, knowing why they did this and what you could have done differently will not change anything. Accepting what happened and processing it will. Mm, I like um, that. You can't change anything. Like, why? Wh- knowing why someone dumped you is not going to, like, change make you the fact feel better. That, yeah, or change
1: the fact that you're not dating them anymore. Yeah. Like, you, do you really want to know that they cheated on you? Like, no. No, you, tra- you don't. <laughs> you don't. You really don't want to know that because it's just so, going to make you
0: feel even worse than you already feel. So, and so, like, I promise you, if you, like, you may think that you did something wrong, you didn't. Now you're being a narcissist. Like you tried your best. You were fighting against a person that you were never going to win. You were never going to win any of those fights um, because they would never let you. And your love for them can, for example, convince you that it was your fault, but they were manipulating you and mistreating you. And that's, you can't deny that. And it takes, honestly, taking on the rose-colored glasses, examining it, examining the bad times, focusing on that, that will help you to identify all of that. It's, it's not fun like I mean, but am i the same person that i am now that i was back then like literally a year ago yeah a year ago wow i know no Mm-mm. no yeah it is crazy when you actually because it's gonna take work To move on from this, especially if you have PTSD and trauma from it. It's gonna take work to get over it. But when you get through it, it is so like rewarding. That's why I tell so many people about my experience. And like I know it's a heavily talked-about topic on this podcast, but it's because I want other people to be able to identify this because I don't want anybody else to identify. I mean, literally, there's a girl that went to my school who follows the doctor on Instagram, and I wanted to so badly, I'm not close to her. But I want to be like, hey, I don't know why y'all follow each other and y'all liking each other's pics, but just to warn you, he's toxic. I'm just letting you know. And you do with that information what you will. And just like, I mean, like when we started this podcast and we did the first episode about him, I, he found the podcast. He listened to the entire episode. I know this because he made a comment about a comment I made in the episode. That was like 50 minutes in. 50 minutes in, yeah. So yeah, and it was a comment. I'm not going to repeat it, but like, you know, he didn't like the fact that I was speaking out against him because why would a narcissist want for people to expose their game? Yeah. And so I will keep talking about it and I will keep sharing my story so other women don't have to fall into this trap because it is a trap. And I think that it happened for a reason, probably maybe for me to be able to help other people, um, maybe for me to be able to grow. And, you know, you're going to wonder why this happened and why you and how, this, how you could let this happen on top of that, like yeah. how you could let someone manipulate you like this. Like you probably thought you were so strong. And it's just like, no, you are still strong. They're just really good at playing this game that you will never be able to win at point blank that was a little deep for the ending of our episode but (laughs) we love it we love a good uh i I wanted to get deep and like just be able to empathize like with you guys if you're going through this yeah and if you are i mean like if you really need help and like i know we're like we're not like licensed therapists or anything but like you can always hit us up on our instagrams and like dm us and let us know um and we're more than happy to send references and stuff like that and do what we can to help you guys out because we are here for our gal scouts. I think a survival tip for this week is it's not your fault and just being able to identify these uh, different behaviors and keeping a track record of it. um, If you feel like you've experienced any of this, write it down, have an empathetic friend look at it with you and walk you through it and then see if this is, you know on par with what we talked about and then lastly go to therapy
1: and so that does it for today's episode of the gal's guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gal's guide pod
0: also like us on facebook at the gal's guide and become a Gals scout in our facebook community
1: you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which will be linked in the show notes also please leave us a review on itunes it really does help us out so thanks for listening gals and we hope you come back for our next journey <laughs>